Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Feltham, and it's about to get real as we listen to the victories and struggles of our own MS Gym members. So let's dive in. MS is often referred to as the snowflake disease, meaning that no two people with MS will look the same, have the same symptoms, or go about living their life the same way. The MS Society states that the average age to be diagnosed is 30 years old, and yet it's not always the case. And today's guest shares about her experience being diagnosed with MS much later in life. Hello, MS Gym family. Thanks again for tuning in for another podcast with one of our wonderful members um, in the MS Gym. So today, I am so looking forward to my chat with um, Anise today. So thank you, Anise, uh, for joining me. And I look forward to learning more about your story. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be able to share it with you. Great. So um, Anise, can you tell me about uh, how old were you when you were diagnosed with MS? I was 68 years old when I was diagnosed. So that's kind of late in life, but when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with secondary progressive MS because I had had a lot of other quirky symptoms for like 20 some odd years, but because they came and went, I never assigned any title to them. I just thought, oh, well, that was quirky. So it's over, let's go on. So I did that all those years without even knowing it was MS. And what, what kind of tipped the bucket then? What, what was it that led to the diagnosis? Well, there were two things primarily that led to the diagnosis. One was extreme fatigue that was all the time, even though I had done nothing. And the other was balance issues that were all the time. They didn't go away. I mean, I could be standing at one side at the sink and turn around to be to the stove where I could reach both if I stood in the middle and put my hands out. And my balance was off and I'd have to catch myself to keep from falling. And I thought that is really strange. And finally, uh, that led to going to see what was that all about? Okay. Okay. So yeah, like you mentioned, it is unusual at 68 to be diagnosed. I know like the common age is like in thirties, kind of like that childbearing age um, to be diagnosed. But the fact that you, you know, you can trace symptoms back to 20 years shows that something was brewing there and it was just kind of waiting to rear its ugly head. So, so obviously, you know, being diagnosed later on, what, when you went to the neurologist and I have to say that uh, Anise and I, we actually have the same neurologist, which is so awesome. So many coincidences Mm -hmm. uh, between her and I, her and I's relationship. And um, so what, what did the, the neurologist tell you? Well, the neurologist told me I had secondary progressive MS and there was only one thing that he could even consider recommending, but he wasn't pushing it. And that was because of the side effects that went along with that. He wasn't real comfortable with that. And he gave me the information to read and you know, let him know if I wanted to try it. And uh, at that time I told him, I said, well, I'm probably not gonna take it because I don't like to take a lot of medication. I said, but it, you just, it's going to leave me up to my ingenuity and God's wisdom. And that's how I'm going to work at beating this and overcoming it. What challenges do you feel like MS has brought into your life if you were uh, diagnosed, 
you know, obviously at 68 and diagnosed at 30, how do you feel like your life would have slightly been altered? Say your diagnosis came earlier, say these balance and fatigue issues had hit at a different point in your life. I think I would have been more challenged to overcome them. But at that time, I would have still had young children at home. And my focus really wasn't on me. I didn't learn to be self-caring until later in life. It was always, you do everything you can for your children and your husband, and you just get along and keep going. The symptoms that I had, because they were infrequent and they weren't uh, repetitive at that time, I don't know how many people get diagnosed with secondary progressive at an early age, but uh, that's the key to messing up your thinking about what's going on in your life is because it doesn't ever go away. It doesn't stop. That's one thing I can say about having come to the MS gym that I found balance that I didn't have before. Mm. And uh, fatigue doesn't debilitate me like it used to. Like used to, I could get up and get dressed and come downstairs. That was it. I was done for the day. How could that so exhaust me? I did not understand. That was part of my, what is going on in my life? Okay. So at a younger, at a younger age, had I been diagnosed with secondary or uh, relapse remitting, they would have probably offered more drug interventions or what do you call those? Uh, disease modifying therapies. Yeah, yeah. These modifying therapies. But for me, it's always about um, what are the effects of taking that, mm. the good effects and the things that might happen because you took it that you didn't have before my way of looking at it probably naively was I have enough going on I don't need to add any more things going on because I'm taking something to help what I have absolutely and and that definitely is I know for for all of our members right everyone's had to make their own personal choice about whether they take medication or not and some you know some go go that route others uh, do that with diet or other people go all natural and, and do diet and lifestyle changes. And, and because, you know, each of our, each of our journeys are different and, and MS is so different in each person, right? Everyone has to make that decision on their own. And like you said, some of those side effects from the drugs can be, feel sometimes almost worse than the, than the symptoms themselves. So. Uh -huh. Well, one of the other things that I did was I was, I read a lot of others, like there was a couple of doctors here in Canada that had written books that I read their books and I saw how important restricted diet was. Like I needed to modify my diet even more due to the inflammation process that was going on. And so those things that I had read and researched online made me realize, okay, I gotta do some throwing out of some things and some integrating in of some newer things that are helpful to my body to help it to fight. Hmm. That's important. And, and that's great that you, that you made, you know, you made the effort to, to find resources that would help you in, in your own healing journey, whether it was through okay. medicine or not. So. And see, I was so fatigued. I didn't have the energy to exercise. So exercise has never been, um, big on my things of to-do list because I just couldn't get into it even before I had MS. 
so to go to the MS gym and, and feel so gung-ho about it and recommend it to everybody, it's like a big flip and switch and change because I realized the benefits of this kind of exercise for me. The neuroplasticity effect of the exercises that Trevor puts together for us, it's life-changing. It changes my symptoms. It changes my ability to live a more productive life. So I'm grateful I found the MS gym. Hmm. I'm so happy that you're part of our family too. And I'm oh, so I, I'm so glad to hear that, you know, that it's really helped manage some of your symptoms. Because I know that, you know, you, you mentioned obviously you don't have young children at home, but you have young little furry children at home that mm -hmm. I'm sure occupy a lot of your time and energy. So how do you, how do you fit into, cause they're getting a little bit older now, but you know, when they were first, when you first brought them home as puppies, that would have been kind of exhausting. How did you manage that into your everyday life? A lot of bending down, a lot of picking up. And that was the benefits I had seen from the MS gym, but I could do that. Had I tried to do that, before the MS gym, I just don't know how I would have made out, but I was able to bend down a lot and pick them up because they didn't weigh a whole lot. And the parts that I couldn't do as they got older, Jim was great to be there. He was right there with me, helping with them. I mean, we both became very fast at stooping down and picking things up off the floor because if you didn't, just like little babies, they popped it in their mouth. Then you're trying to pry it out of their mouth. So, you know, it's been a process. That's funny. You know, I said not young children, but it sounds like these these two little critters could be actually a lot more work than young children because they don't necessarily have logic to to understand the same way that children might. So um, I know that, you know, you were diagnosed later in life, um, but you've gone through quite a few health challenges um, in the past and even in like the decade before MS actually showed up in your life. Yes, uh, actually in July of 2011, I was diagnosed with this diabetes two, which shocked me. But then in September of 2011, I was diagnosed with cancer. So for me at that point, cancer was a lot bigger word in my mind than diabetes. I didn't really understand how deadly diabetes can be, but cancer was a much bigger word and the only reason it wasn't a scary word in my life at that time was because God had brought Jim into my life. Everything about what was going on in my life referenced cancer was overshadowed and overpowered by love. I didn't give any thought time or tangled up thinking about cancer. One of my first thoughts about cancer was I said to my sister, I believe, I said, I'm going to live and not die. And she said, I agree with you. So here we are almost 10 years later. I guess it is 10 years later, 10 years later. And that's what the Lord has enabled me to do through this process. And then on top of that, thank God cancer was already under the rug and like a done deal before MS came along because MS in itself in its stain symptoms was very debilitating and demoralizing actually mm -hmm. it, it was really a hard fight to keep myself out of deep depression I would sleep a lot and I remember one morning Jim came upstairs and it was late in the morning of course but I was still asleep and he said get dressed and come down 
he said, we're going to go have coffee in the forest. And I was so intrigued and excited because I, I realized I was already feeling depressed. And I got dressed and came down and he took me out. Of course, he had to help me walk out to that part of our yard that he cleared up that seemed like a forest. And he said, the little kids that she playing over, those are fairies. Don't worry about them. <laughs> That's one of my fondest memories of how he tried to help me overcome part of what I was battling. That's so wonderful hearing, you know, about your, your second chance at love, your second love story with Jim. And, and it's so wonderful that he came into your life at, at just the right time. Yes. And, and it's incredible. And I know for many of the MS gym members, whether, whether they have, you know, faith in, in God or, or in, in something else in the world, um, I know that there have been many prayers and thoughts gone up for who's going to help me. And I know that you know, for myself personally, definitely the MS gym opening was definitely, it reached my life at a very dark moment. And so I'm so thankful for that. And I don't, I don't see that as a coincidence myself. And I hear time and time again, how people find the MS gym and they're mm -hmm. like, this is what mm -hmm. I was searching for. I knew it was out there. So yeah. The fact that there was something out there that could and would help you if you participated with it was so much different than anything the medical community had to offer because theirs was this might help you with this, but it might cause this. And the MSGM had no, it might cause this that was negative. So it was like, that was a medical answer but not medical, although it's, it works with neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. It was an answer for me, because it was something that I knew that would help me without adding to the health issues that I'd already overcome and was going through. That's, that's great. And, and it is true. We talked about, you know, medication having side effect, and then, you know, people look at like diets with MS and, and when you get online, you can read a million different diets and so many of them contradict each other and you don't know. Sometimes you kind of throw your hands up in the air because I know I have done that, but but it's true what you say, right? Exercise and neuroplasticity, it's, it's proven that it works and there are no negative side effects, right? There's no study that's ever going to say exercise is bad for you, right? All of them say even, you know, MS or even, you know, for, for example, diabetes, like exercise is a solution, you know, for every health concern. So, so it's such a, a great resource that we have. So right. And last year, when I saw the new, well, the MS neurologist, the time before, because last year was a phone conversation. She said to me, I noticed you've lost weight, which shocked me that she could remember me from a year ago. And, and I said, well, I did that to help with the diabetes, because to help with the inflammation process and she's the one that told me that that helps with inflammation because of ms too i didn't realize inflammation was such an uh issue with ms but the fact that i was doing what i was doing to lose weight was helping with the inflammation plus then when the ms gym came along she was intrigued because i'm better always she says how are you doing i said i'm better how come <laughs> what makes you better the MS gym makes me better. Wow. Yeah. That that's so that's so great. That's so encouraging to hear. So what do you think whether it's MS or some of your other health challenges, what do you think that they've taught you in life? What's 
what's the greatest thing that you would say? And I know some people, they say, I'm so thankful for cancer or MS because of this. And, and I don't think we're all at that point in the journey. I'm certainly not there myself that I can be thankful that I have MS, but what, what do you think in your life MS has taught you? Well, I can tell you, looking back at cancer, just for an instance, Jim said to me when he was talking to me from Canada one time when we were still just dating and I had cancer, he said, what blessings have come with the cancer? And I, in my mind, I'm going, are you crazy? If you were here, I would slug you. But in my mind, immediately, the answers came to me, the blessings that had come with cancer. A, I had met Jim. B, love, God's love for me and through Jim to me helped me to overcome cancer as though it was a cold. Because even though all the processes that I went through and the treatment that I went through, it was all about getting through it. And when's the next time Jim's coming that I get to see him? So in reference to MS, I'm not thinking that there's a blessing that's come with it, but I would say the thing I have learned with cancer and with MS is that to be grateful, I'm grateful today for today. Mm. I have learned to live in today, not be, I can't do nothing about yesterday or all the years past. And I don't need to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow's not here, but staying in my today has allowed me to live my life more fully mm. and uh, with joy because I'm not fretting about something I can't fix and I don't know if it's even coming. So being grateful for today has been one of the things that I've learned with MS and with cancer. You, you so eloquently put so much of what we talk about in the MS gym and the hope about living in the present and how important it is to be in the present and not to try to go back to the past and not try to you know, crystal ball the future, how, you know, each day we're only given each day as it comes and we're not given the strength for tomorrow because it's not here yet. And I think it's so beautiful that, you know, you've learned that lesson. And I don't know if that's something that you've learned in the last decade, or if it's something that you've had in your life for a long time about staying in the present moment. It's been the last decade that that ability and that awareness and how to do that has come and that's been a part of celebrate recovery in my life so between celebrate recovery and the information that i've learned from there about acceptance and staying in today and then the ms gym with their mindfulness and with their do what you can if you can't do it all do this part i mean that's life i used to couldn't stand up in the kitchen and cook a meal or wash the dishes because I didn't have the strength and I didn't have the energy. And now I do. Wow. That's big changes. I mean, I used to sit in my rollator in the kitchen to try to help out in the kitchen. It was a pain in the derriere and I was more in the way than I was a help, but it made me feel better. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to where I could stand up in the kitchen and wash the dishes, even if I was leaning up against the counter, my husband was so used to doing those things I had to fight with him to get him to let me do the dishes. <laughs> I, he came in when I said, no, no, I'm doing the dishes. I said, no, I'm doing the dishes because this is something I can do now and I am going to do it. So let me do it. Let me help. Let me be a part. 
And that's the important part, I think, with MS is not feeling like you're alienated because you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. What can I do? What can I do? My mindset is to turn things around and reframe them so that I'm looking at them from the perspective of I can do this. It doesn't matter what I can't do. What can I do? Because mm -hmm. whatever I can do makes me feel good about me and the things that I'm doing to help me be a better me. I find it funny in the words that you say, because we read about this in the MOC about, you know, some of the victory stories about people like I was able to vacuum. I was able to clean my bathroom. And you said I was able to do the dishes. And you think at a different time in your life, you, that wouldn't have been a victory at all. That would have been, man, that's a chore that I don't want to do, right? You're like, thank goodness that someone else is going to do that. But, you know, when you start getting bits of yourself back, when you start seeing freedoms and victories, you suddenly, you know, you're so excited to be able to do chores. It's so, it's funny how that, how that shift happens, but I think it's part of that, almost part of that gratitude piece too, right? Like yeah. so many things in life. And I think it gives us a different perspective, right? We, we, it's so easy to gripe and grumble about things about, oh, I don't want to do that. And then when suddenly the ability to do those things are, is taken from you, you suddenly become grateful when it, they come back into your life because you see, yeah, you see, you see value in, in the in your ability to move even if it's something menial like a chore when you're suddenly able to do it it makes you happy and it gives you joy well it changes your perspective because where before not realizing that i was taking my life for granted and my ability to do whatever i did every day now all of a sudden i could see i can't even do the things that i used to hate doing because they were chores but now it's fun because i get to do them it's just a mindset change and a, and a gratitude because life has changed, but so have I. So is there any kind of parting words you would say? Because, you know, being part of the MS gym, you know, we're all ages and stages, right? From, from 20 somethings to, you know, people up, seniors up in their 70s and, and you know, around that time, uh, around that age frame, what uh, what advice do you think you have for you know whether it's a particular stage or age? What what would you say to your fellow MS gym family members? I think I would say we all have a purpose. Mm -hmm. We all have a reason for being in the earth at this time and during this season of life of the pandemic and. Things look different from the top. If you were to crawl up on a ladder, you would see everything down below you from a different perspective. So when you go up higher and look at your life, where it's going and where it is, I'm happy with where it is. I'm happy with where it is. So I would say, find the joy in every day and grateful being grateful every day that's one of the things i've done for a number of years was gratitude but gratitude changes my mindset it changes my outlook it changes my feelings about myself if i were to look at all the things that i can't do or that i'm not doing or that i wished i could do that list would be so long it would be depressing just to even make it but to reframe it and look at what can i do 
what's out there that I can learn that will change life for me as it is now. Learning about other people that had MS, looking at the things that they did, the diet changes, the supplements and vitamins that they added to their daily regime, taking up the MS gym as a forever tool, a forever tool. Because what Trevor has done is nothing short of the miraculous, in my opinion, to come up with exercises for people, A, who can't move, who can't walk, who can't stand up with strength, who can't use their hands or their arms sometimes, or their legs, to come up with exercises, even if you imagine them until you can do them, your brain thinks you're doing them, you're setting patterns. As we go around the damaged parts of MS, because of the things that we're developing in our brain, the new pathways, we become better. So I would say, don't give up hope. Find someone you can connect with that will encourage you. Find a buddy group. Buddy groups have been invaluable because I've pretty much been a loner all of my life. I weave in and out, but having people that understand you and where you're coming from, like if I were to say to somebody who didn't know anything about MS, I got up this morning and I felt like I'd been run over by a Mack truck and it was that way all day long. They'd think, what's wrong with you? Have you been taking crack? No, it's just MS. And it, it, its effects daily can change, but my attitude doesn't have to change for the worse. Because I've noticed if my attitude is bad, then my body is really bad. So it's like the author said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If I think I'm a cripple, I'll be a cripple. Mm. So how I deal with the handicap sticker, I from the beginning, I've called it the blue man. <laughs> I have a blue man parking space. There's a blue man. I can take that one because I have a blue man. I've needed that. But I don't have to think of myself as handicapped or disabled. I'm able differently. Mm. And I'm overcoming one day at a time. Many times I have just survived the day because the symptoms were so bad. And then I keep pressing in until I realize I'm overcoming the day because of my mindset and my focus. If all I focus on is me and how bad I am, I become very self-centered and self-serving and self-focused. But if I deal with me and then look out to see who else might need something I can give them, mm -hmm. even if it's a word of encouragement or how are you doing today or what's going on with you or I'm sorry this happened to you. We used to go out and have coffee. Now we do it through text, through, through uh, Zoom, through phone calls, but it's just connecting. It's connecting and that's one of the real benefits of MS Gym. You have connections with people that understand and get you no matter what stage or frame you're at. And they encourage you always. You know, I've, I've met you a few times in person, but every time that I'm in your presence, I am always encouraged. And my heart is so full with your words because I know they are so genuine and so real and part of your own life. So Anise, thank you thank so you. much for your time today. Um, 
There is so much good stuff in here. I know our listeners will really uh, glean a lot from it and uh, have their hearts encouraged as well. So thank you again. And I wish you and Jim all the best. And I know celebrations and life looks much different uh, at this time in our life, but I have no doubt uh, that love is overflowing in your household and will continue yeah. to do so. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and the invitation. I appreciate it. Do you want to give a voice to your own story or learn more about the MS Gym? You can check us out at the msgym.com.